Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a degree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his spouse's wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. <clears throat> and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Alright, now that's very lengthy and I'll never be able to preach all that out. Let's go back to the 13th and the 14th verse. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Glory. I can see these shepherds. Usually that's where I am in the pageant. I'm back here playing one of the shepherds, and that's I'm not even qualified to do that. But, uh, I can see these shepherds, and they spent day after day, night after night, caring for the sheep taking care of their needs, keeping them with the herd, leading them to fields where there was green pastures, leading them where they had water to drink and things of that nature. And maybe their life didn't vary very much. You might say it was uninteresting. But on this night, 
as they were watching their sheep. An angel of the Lord came upon them. Now you know we've lived to a day to where people don't fear the church anymore. They don't. They don't think we have anything to offer. They don't think that there's no, no power, no need to reverence it whatsoever. The shepherds had church. The shepherds had church. Now listen. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. If you want our sinners to be afraid, we're going to have to have the glory of the Lord. We're going to have to have the power of God. We're going to have to have it move in such a way to where it's undeniable. The shepherds couldn't deny what had happened to them. Suddenly there was an angel, and the glory of the Lord shone upon them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, fear not. Did you know it just about terrifies people anymore when the good spirit and power of God comes by? They just don't know what to think of. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And it frightens them a little bit. That's church. That's what we need to be having every time we meet. <coughs> The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, Fear not, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. I've got good news for you. In a world where there's constantly something bad, in a world where there's always somebody harming somebody else, or stealing from somebody, or murder, or things of that nature, there's a little bit of good news. The angel said, I've got some good news for you, boys. You've, you've stayed out here. You've watched over these sheep all these years. But I've got good news that will bring great joy to all people. For unto you is born this day. We don't have to worry about it. Now, the Bible doesn't say if these shepherds were Israelites. It doesn't say what their origin was or their race was or anything like that. But it doesn't matter anymore because now there's a Savior it doesn't matter. Before the Savior was born, we had no hope. We were outcasts. We couldn't even get into the temple. But now, there's good news of great joy that shall be unto all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. We can rejoice because now there's a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. The Bible says, if I back up just a few verses there, it says she brought forth her firstborn son and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. Folks, there's no room for him today. A lot of folks are rejecting him. They're turning him away. But I'm glad I met the Savior. I'm glad somebody shared some good news with me that I could be redeemed. That there was hope for me as a sinner that I didn't have to die lost and undone without the Lord. That I didn't have to go to hell because there's a Savior. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. He didn't come 
through the kings of this world. He wasn't born in Herod's palace, but he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Oh, he came humble. If you read about the swaddling claws, it was what they used to wipe the cows off before they milked them. It wasn't something that was a, a garment of great value that you would seek out to wrap your newborn infant in. It was something that was used by the farmers to wipe their cows off before they milked them, to wipe the dirt and the mud and stuff like that on. Oh, and that's what they wrapped our Savior in. But it didn't matter what was on His body. It's what He came to do that made all the difference. Yeah. And, and I can see this. They, they, uh, they said that suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying it. I know we've had, just had the pageant and some of you played angels in this scene right back here. But we can say glory because we've got a Savior. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill. I can have peace in my heart now because there's a Savior. I don't have to worry because there's a Savior. My soul is still because there's a Savior. Glory to God. Why would God be giving glory? Because He sent a Savior. Because He's glory to God. There's a way of redemption. Glory to God. I'm no longer an outcast. Glory to God. My soul is not condemned to hell any longer. Glory to God. I've met a best friend. Glory to God. I've got somebody that will go with me all the way, even to the end of the world. Glory to God. He made a way so that His creation could be redeemed. Glory to God. We treat it. It's something we just did one time a long time ago. We ought to be shouting glory because he saved our soul. Glory. Why we sing the song, don't we? Glory, glory, glory. Somebody who touched you. Why, it was the Savior that God sent. He came to his own, and his own received him not, but to as many as received him. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. I'm a nothing and a nobody, but thanks be to God, to the Savior that he sent to redeem us. I'm now a child of the King. Glory to God. I know. There's no other name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. Let's go, I believe it's Philippians chapter 2. It says like this, reads like this. <coughs> it says, He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things beneath the earth, and every tongue shall confess that he's King of kings and Lord of lords. Now listen to this last part. To the glory of God the Father. To the glory. Oh, that mighty God 
would consider the likes of me and you after we disappointed him, let him down, walked away from him, and yet he still said his only begotten son, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to live when this life is over because there's a Savior. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. How about it, sinner? When you were lost, you remember that fear? Boy, I sure do. You didn't want to die, did you? Because you knew hell would be your home. I've been sleeping down in the hospital the last week, week and a half. They come in every two or three hours and they wake you up. Things of that nature. But even down there, I could lay down and close my eyes and drift off and not worry because I had peace in my heart. When Jesus came, he brought peace. We used to sing a song. I won't be much longer. We used to sing a song. When the Lord spoke, peace to my soul, making me free, happy, and whole. I made a vow to trust. I might all just go ahead and do this, shouldn't I? I made a vow to trust and obey and for him live. I am his child, he is my king. And it goes on. When the Lord spoke, peace to my soul. We forget who we were, that we were just dust of no use. Refused to be scattered and thrown away. And yet God took nothing and made something out of it. And even made a way of redemption when he sent his son to die on Calvary. Glory be to God. And on earth peace. They've tried. I've read some this week. They've tried for years to get peace in the Middle East. It just don't work, does it? It won't ever work until they try God. Until they turn to Him. That's the only way those folks over there will ever get peace. Now, preacher, that's halfway across the world. Well, let's take a look in our own backyard. The drug addicts will never find peace until they try God. The drunkards will never find any peace until they try God. The adulterers, the fornicators, the liars, we think that adultery and drunkenness is the only sin there is. No, honey. There are lots of them that tend to make us miserable. Did you know that? And the only reason we resort to that is because we're looking for something that we should have looked at God for a long time ago. In Him, there's peace and goodwill. I believe the Bible says, when a man's ways please the Lord, it makes even his enemies to be at peace with Him. <coughs> Preacher, I just can't get along with so-and-so. Maybe you need to take a look at your ways. Because the Bible promises us that. When a man's ways please the Lord, it maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. 
peace on earth, goodwill toward all men. Wonder how many days they had got them sheep down and sheared them. It's not an easy job. Wondered how many days they'd taken care. I read one time, you know, the 23rd Psalm says, Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. The shepherd pours oil on the sheep's head. And that oil is to be run down in its ears and its nostrils. And if they don't do that, there are bugs and mites that set up in the nostrils and in the ears of those sheep. And they'll run them crazy. They'll butt their heads against the rocks and stuff like that until they die because they can't find any peace. I'm glad the good shepherd. I'm glad the man that came and gave his life for us on Calvary knows exactly what we need to have peace. How many days did they sheared those sheep? Maybe left the herd to go get one that had been gone astray. Poured the oil on the head of the sheep. Just lowly, lowly shepherds. We don't know their name, but we know they rejoiced. We're hung up on this stuff. People knowing who we are, it does not matter who we are. It's what we've got to say that makes a difference. Ask the little maid that was down there with Naaman. We don't ever know her name, but what she had to say made a difference. Ask the little lad with the five loaves and the two fishes. We never know his name. We don't know his family, who taught him how to fish, who made the bread for him. We never find that out. All we know is he was a little lad willing to give all that he had, and it fed a multitude. It's not who you are. It's what you're willing to give that makes all the difference. All right. Glory to God in the highest. We need to remember there's somebody bigger than we are. Somebody that knows more than we do. I work with 17 and 18 year old, mostly boys. They're surprised to find out that somebody knows a little more than they do. There's somebody that knows the very number of the hair on my head. There's somebody that knows exactly how tall I am. There's somebody that knows the thoughts that go through my mind. There's somebody that knows what's waiting for me tomorrow. And glory to God that he still takes care of us. Oh, folks, glory to God. We've forgotten what this is all about. It's, uh, Christmas is going to be slim at our house this year. And it ain't because... That we don't have the buddy or anything like that. We've just not been able to get out and get things. But that's all right. I've got enough to celebrate already. I can say glory to God. I've met the Savior. Now let's go right down and finish this. They said, let us go and so into Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass that the Lord hath made known unto us. And when they got down there, they saw Mary and Joseph and the babe in the manger. And the Bible says they went away rejoicing and telling everybody, I've met somebody. I'm just a little lowly shepherd, but I've met the good shepherd. 
I'm bad. The one that brought redemption to all humanity. I've, I've been touched by the one that brought glory to his father. I know him personally. I've heard his voice. And I'm glad he's my friend. They went away rejoicing. How are you going to go away? We'll dismiss here in a few minutes. How are you going to go away? Oh, ho, hum. We did our duty. We showed up to church on Wednesday night. If we get home early enough, we can watch so-and-so on TV. Oh, ho, hum. I've got to go back to work in the morning. Got this, that, and the other to do. You'd be burning in hell right now if it wasn't for the glory that God sent when he sent his son. Folks, this ain't something to play around with. This ain't something to make light of. It's not something to take advantage of. It's not something to take for granted. God sent his son to redeem us. I have three. Marty's got a boy. I believe John's got a boy. Just because I have three, don't ask me to take one of their lives to pay for the sins of everybody that was in Brushy Mountain or everybody that's in Cock County Jail. I couldn't do that. I love them. And I believe the Bible says that he even turned away when the earth was dark from the sixth to the ninth hour. Don't tell me it didn't break his heart, but he did it for you. That's why he deserves glory. That's why he deserves honor. Let me tell you something, and I'll hush. This thing's a lot closer than we portray it to be. Preacher, I want to see Jesus. Guess what? You will. Whether you've never missed a church service or whether you've never darkened the door, you'll see him. Every eye shall behold him, even them that pierced him in the side. I saw the dead, great and small, stand before the judgment seat of God. It goes on and talks about how they'll give account for the deeds done in their body. And it says another book was opened, which is the book of life. And those whose names were not found in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire, which is the second death. Now, there's a whole lot more in that that I'll not go into or not preach out tonight. But I want you to know, I don't have to face that because God sent his son to bring glory to this world. Folks, I say that to say this. You will see Jesus because he's the righteous judge. But you know what the Bible says about that man that brought glory? Glory to God in the highest. You know what the Bible says about that man? Only the pure in heart shall see God. If you're sitting here unsaved, you'll not see God. If you're sitting here and you have turned the Lord away when he's knocked over and over and over again, you'll not go to heaven. You'll not see God. 
There are going to be a lot of people surprised. Did you know that? The Bible talks about them. It says there will be many that say, Lord, Lord. Said not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter in. He'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You have to have a personal relationship. Number 16 in the book. He walks with me. He talks with me. I've got a personal relationship with him. You want some scripture? He's nigh to them that are of a broken heart. I've told this before. It's come to me, so I'm going to tell it again. I was about 12 years old. We never missed a church service. Went to church with my papa all my life. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And after service on Sunday morning, we'd go to his house and we'd eat dinner and all the family would gather in. And I was close to him. I'd stand up there beside him and help him lead singing. I didn't know what I was doing, but he made me feel special. When he passed, it broke my heart. I didn't know what to do. Rosie, remember where they lived is down at the foot of Rankin Hill right here before you start up the hill there. There was a voice that spoke to me. He said, why don't you just go up out of the barn and pray? And I walked up so heavy so brokenhearted. Went to the back side of that barn and my knees hit the slate rock. And I said, Lord, I can't do this. Can you help me? Can you give me some peace? And there was just a wave come right over me. And the pain that I felt, I had some arms wrapped around me to help me carry that. I'm telling you, God deserves the glory. 247, what can he do? <laughs> Lift up the fallen man out of the sinking sand through Calvary's saving plan. That's what he can do. Folks, God deserves the glory, and he'll get it. I know the church is beleaguered. <clears throat> I know they're run down. I know people don't have good things to say. I know that. I know they don't think very much of it because if they did, they'd walk through the door every once in a while. Folks, and us that's been on the, on the road a little while, we've seen the glory, hadn't we? We've seen the church in power. My mind goes back to Bible school this past summer. And there were so many sinners on the altar, you didn't know who to pray for next. I thought maybe it might have been nine or ten, but I couldn't tell you how many it was that got saved. All I know is they asked, and he did the saving. Folks, you've seen the glory. And I'm sure if we talked, I could tell you about times I've seen the Lord move. And the church go roll up at a shout. I've seen it so strong that sinners had to walk out the door because they couldn't stand to sit in the house of God. And I'm sure you can tell me about times right here 
around Dutch Bottoms where the power of God moved and was so strong and people shouted and the Lord came by and just blessed. That's her first glory. If you think that's something, just wait till you see her in the latter glory. When we see Jesus coming in glory, when we all get to heaven, who's going? The church and nobody else. Who are these? These are they that came up through great tribulations have their robes washed white in the blood of the Lamb. And you know what they say? Glory. <laughs> Did God do something for you? We need to tell it. Is He with you? Does He lead you? Does He guide you? You need to admit it. You need to give Him credit for what He does. In Him we live and move and have our very being. Folks, we couldn't make it out the door unless God willed it. So we need to give Him glory because He's been good to us. Glory to God in the highest. Now, I can tell you other things I told you about when I knelt up there on the far side of the barn and the Lord come by and spoke peace to me. I've told you about kneeling on a little half bed across the bridge, a little white house about a quarter of a mile. And Jesus saved my soul. Lisa, you've been there. The half bed's gone. The piano's not in the bedroom anymore. But there's a spot under that queen-sized bed where Jesus saved my soul. I could tell you other times that I was in trouble, didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to go, and the Lord came by and delivered for me. Folks, He can't Satan can't take me all the way back to that little half bed. The Lord's been too good to me, and I need to give Him glory for the things He's done in my life, and you do too. <coughs> A multitude. <coughs> Listen, folks. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude. It's more than two. <laughs> a multitude of the heavenly hosts. Usually when we have the pageant, we try a full accompaniment up here. is around six. I don't know how many there was that the shepherds saw. But there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest. If you want Cock County to think that there's something going on down at Dutch Bottoms, express glory to God. If you want Cock County to think that this is a place where the power of God is, then make it welcome and tell what God has done in your life. I think I've heard Bobby sing this song, I Can't Even Walk Without You Holding My Hand. Lord, this help us. And for every blessing we've got, we ought to give God glory. 